0: Keyshawn J Will and Zubin, the podcast.
1: He's supposed to break that arena right there, though. Mm.
2: Yes, still hazy in New York City. Still with you, Kate. Z, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hall with Key, and we are joined on the Goodyear Hotline by a good friend of the show, Kendrick Perkins. Good morning, Perk. How you doing?
1: We're Not hearing Perk yet. Might be on a little delay. A little delay? That's a Perk, you play. with us, big dog? There, there you is. go. We see him. What's happening? Looking all hands up. What, what up, Alan? What up, what Keith? You? What's happening? Right, boss? Good
2: morning. How are you? Uh, so, we've been going through in the first hour of this show a little bit of a debate, or, a, or not a debate. It was more of a. I'm, I'm curious to get an answer for this. I called a bunch of guys that I know in the league, either still playing or out or, or retired. And so, I want to ask you off the top. hmm. Giannis Antetokounmpo is back-to-back 40-point games. He has been an MVP twice. But one thing that I've noticed, and I saw this on social media yesterday, and I followed by asking guys, when, like, Dame Lillard, you know, hits a a logo three, you see a lot of the elite players in the NBA tweet about it, all excited. You know, when you see even Luka have a game or make a shot, whatever it is, you see reaction. I don't see that same type of uh, reaction, enthusiasm for anything Giannis does. Remember what James Harden said last year about how well, you know, anybody can just dunk the basketball take skill to do what I do. Is is there something about Giannis's game that maybe that the high-end players of the league aren't respecting nearly enough?
0: Well, well, you know what, Allen? I I don't know, and I was one, I was wondering the same thing. When you have a guy that dominated the way he has dominated in these in these past two games especially in Game Three, I was I was expecting a bigger reaction, and you know what? I came to the conclusion of is that guys are just bored with the process. I mean, think about it. Over the last two and a half, three years, almost, Giannis has dominated. Right? They're used to Giannis putting up historical numbers, having a a, a hell of a player of efficiency rating. Right? And so, what happens is is the same thing that happened with LeBron James when he was in Cleveland. Guys are just getting bored. It's becoming the norm. So when they see Giannis attacking the rim, when they see Giannis getting downhill, when they see him snatching the screws at the basketball goal, when they see all these things, they're like, oh, we're used to seeing Giannis do this, which is unfair. You know, at the end of the day, you have to give credit when credit's due. I always say I can applaud a fish for swimming, okay? But right now, the way that Giannis is in the water, he's acting like a great white, and we don't see them rarely. So, at the end of the day, I feel like as a as a fraternity, at all, we have to start respecting Giannis for what he's doing and what he's bringing to the table, as far as his greatness. Yeah, I, I mean, I yeah, I I guess I I
1: enjoy watching him play. I just I don't know. I get annoyed, I guess, Perkin, You've been there. You you played against him, played with him, I believe. Shaq, the comparisons to Shaq drives me nuts Mm because I look at Shaq as striking fear into his opponents. I don't necessarily look at Giannis as striking fear into his opponents. The only similarities to me is they both miss free throws. Hmm. But maybe being a football player and you being an NBA guy, you can bring a little more insight into it for
0: me. Well, well, Key, I, I know how you feel, right? Because I have the same problem with Giannis. Here's two points. One is that in Game 3, you you know the difference uh, in Game 3 than Game 2 that we saw in Giannis? Forget him having 40-plus and dominating in the inside. He played with a certain type of swagger, right? He played with a mean streak. And, and that's what you're accustomed to. That's what I'm accustomed to. King, when you was on the football field, you had that killer mentality. You was a dog. You was an instigator. Forget making plays, going down the field, scoring touchdowns, making them unbelievable catches. You also had that swagger about yourself. And I think that's what Giannis be lacking at times. That's why it don't look like eye candy to the real ones that know. But when you think about the comparisons to Shaq, think about it. Shaquille O'Neal said himself, if he had, to, if it was one player in today's game that mimics him, or that you know that he would say that uh, is a, a, a version of, of himself, it was Giannis. And I think you know when you look at what he play, how he played with brute force, he's polarizing, right? You only have certain guys that we have seen over the last fifteen to twenty years that are polarizing. That's guys like Shaquille Shaquille O'Neal, LeBron James. Russell Westbrook and Giannis. I mean, you know, it's just dominance. But I feel what you're saying, Keith. I want to see that killer. I want to see that yelling in guys' faces. I want to see that tenacity. And I think in Game Three, he finally showed that side of him.
2: Perk, is it going to take another 40-point performance for the Bucks to from Giannis for the Bucks to even this series?
0: You know, you know what? I I don't think so. I think I think the Bucks will even this series. I think Phoenix would do a better job of emphasizing taking away Giannis, and I think the others will actually step up and deliver in great fashion. I'm still waiting on Chris Militon to have a real, real breakout game. Look, people overlooked that he had 29 points in game one, but I'm looking for that Chris Militon to go for 40. We all know role players play better at home. We watched P.J. Tucker finally put his fingerprints on the game. I think the Phoenix Suns will find a way to give Aiden some help with Giannis, uh, load up, take away a few easy baskets, try to play without fouling, try to make him take tough, contested tools outside the paint, even when he catch it on the low block. But I still think others around him will step up and, and deliver. Look, I, I, had in, I had Phoenix in six. But I'm leaning towards having Phoenix in seven. I think it, I think this is gonna be one of those playoffs. Let me tell you why. I think it's gonna be one of those playoff series where each home each game, the home team will win in great fashion. Because just think in these three games, we still haven't seen a four quarter where it's a lead change and a possession by possession. So with that being said, I'm like, I, I see it. I'm watching the Phoenix Suns. I'm watching their role players look a little rattled on the road. Devin Booker, he looked a little rattled. P. J. Tucker made him uncomfortable. Mikhail Bridges, nowhere to be found. So when I'm watching those type of things, this is when that 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 uh that young, that youngster in those guys come out right. Where well, they played better at home in front of their home crowd because they have their fan base,
2: yeah, that home court advantage was so noticeable in the first two games, and definitely in game three as well. perk looking mm-hmm. resplendent as always man I love the sport though yeah. today,
1: and remember it's not a game <clears throat> it's not a game eight perk <laughs> can't keep pushing it now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, Key, I learned from you now that I appreciate it. (laughs) All right. Kendrick Perkins on the Goodyear hotline. Have a good day, Perk. Thanks as always. And Perk's appearance brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Perk
1: say I'll take it in six. Well, I think I'm going to go to seven.
2: (laughs) Really? (laughs) But he does
1: bring up the point
2: of the home court thing. Like Because you have a young Suns team, they look so good at home, but that – young teams will do this. It's I'll go on the road they'll be a man. totally different team. Devin Booker, you know, we'll talk about Giannis, we'll talk about Chris Middleton. I need to see what Devin Booker is going to do in game 4 after what happened. That, that was an awful game 3. He's got to bounce back. If he's going to be, you know, that like Kobe comparison, the bounce back game has what if to. happen. he doesn't though? Another bad, well then they're going to talk about how the road affected him and he's not the same and it's like a mental thing, right? Yeah. Like this is a mental toughness kind of game. Isn't it game 4 for him? Personally for him. Because you know Drew's going to get get in his case again. Well, He's going to be all over him.
1: Confidence is important. Drew Holiday is going into Game Four with a lot of confidence because yes. I'm in you now. The bench is standing up. They there. They right there. They game telling you. You know yep. it's right there. I'm not going to change anything from Game Three to Game Four. If I get fouls, I just get fouls. I'm going out.
2: But that's the other question. Fouls. Ayton was the guy that they lost the foul trouble in Game Three. Drew Holiday gets in foul trouble, changes everything. Isn't it amazing? A couple of fouls called early changes the whole conference.
1: Yeah, because I'm playing bully ball down low and and I have nothing to lose. I'm down 2 0. Do you take that same approach now and it's 2 1? Do you take the same 2 0 mentality as I have nothing to lose?
2: Well, that same aggressive defense, though, can work against you because he's, you said, he's playing physical. You saw him slapping a lot at the basketball. But
1: you got to go back into game four with nothing to lose, man. You can't go in there playing passive. You got to do exactly. You got to go in there and do exactly what you did in Game Three and Game Four. Don't change your game plan. Don't change it. Yeah. If they change it, they're gonna lose. Well, they can't change it, but it can change if the officiating is different. It, that's
2: the one thing about the NBA, man. The officiating is just like a—it's like having the, the the umpire behind home plate from game to game. It could change because now the strike zone changes. It changes everything in a complex. And you know, again, when it comes to a, a a baseball series, I think basketball is the officiating has a huge impact on it as well. Coming up. Baseball, basketball. How about some football? Could Aaron Rodgers be the quarterback for, I don't know, the Denver Broncos? We could discuss that next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. You're wrong if you're Aaron Rodgers. You're wrong if you're the Packers for how you fat-handed this whole thing from the very beginning. I am mad at everybody in this situation. There is no right or wrong here. Everybody's wrong.
0: This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike.
2: Kind of what I said too, right? Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from Seaport District. Pier 17 brought to you by Chase. Alan Hahn with Key here with you this morning. We'll continue with your calls. 888 888 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, no. 729 on the Giannis conversation on the home run derby versus the slam dunk contest conversation. And of course, let's get now into the Aaron Rodgers, the daily Aaron Rodgers conversation. But there's some something interesting here said out of Denver as one of the, I guess, potential places. If there's I mean, if there's ever a place, if Aaron Rodgers would get traded, there aren't many. In fact, Joe Theismann was on with us yesterday Mm -hmm. and found it interesting what Joe Theismann said about, like, there aren't many places for an Aaron Rodgers to go, and he said it's a team that needs to be pretty close to winning a championship.
1: I just think Aaron is basically saying to the organization, look, man, you wanted him, you got him. And, um,
2: you know, just give me a chance. I'll go someplace else. The problem with that is the price for him is going to be too high. You know, you're not looking at a guy who's in his – mid 20s or even early 20s or late 20s you're looking at a guy who's three four years away maybe from not being able you know not playing anymore not that he needs to maybe his skills diminish whatever it might be so you're looking at a window if you give up two number ones which i'm sure it's at least going to cost you Mm -hmm. maybe two number ones two number two but you need to be that one quarterback away so you have to be one quarterback away key how many teams in the league right now are one quarterback away from winning a championship Name name one, Denver. Yeah, all right, that's one. Maybe
1: Miami.
2: Miami, Denver. A championship. Yeah, like well, he shows up, and it's like they are. Miami. A Super Bowl. Miami
1: is a, a, a sneaky good football team. Just like when Brady's on to solidifying the quarterback spot.
2: Brady going to the Tampa was sort of like yeah, that final yeah, piece kind but, of thing.
1: But with Von Miller. But see, the thing is, is if you wind up somehow, he winds up in Denver, for instance. Mm-hmm. What happens to the strength of Denver's team, which is essentially the defense right now? Because you'd have to give them. You probably would have to give them. Picks. Well, Sertain doesn't really matter because he hasn't. He isn't there. Okay. Essentially, I mean, he hadn't played a snap in right. regular season. Right. But you would have to. You would think you would have to part with something of value from that side of the ball. It may be even something of value from the offensive side of the ball plus picks. So So it it, it could potentially weaken them. I don't know what they feel about the depth behind some of those key pieces. Yeah, Because sometimes the depth behind those key pieces teams feel stronger about than the actual player that's in front of them. But because of the economics, they have to keep them in the fold until such due time that those economics kind of disappear a little bit. The guys
2: that are expendable, right? The ones that you have to play, but you know I can move on from this guy at any time. Well, Von Miller is one of those guys that you mentioned, obviously, on Denver that would keep them as a Super Bowl contender, and he's been there, of course, before. He said this in Denver uh, on 9 News. He said, quote, I'm comfortable with Drew, meaning Drew Locke. Uh, I'm comfortable with Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. He went on to say that that general manager George Payton and uh, John Elway, who was the president of football operations there, uh, are the guys to get him. He said, if A-Rod, meaning Aaron Rodgers, is out there for us to get him, those are the two guys to have on the job. But of the two quarterbacks that he mentioned in Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, he said, they've impressed the hell out of me and I'm in- and impressed the hell out of everybody during OTAs, so I'm super excited for those guys. Another year for Drew Locke, I think this will be the time for him to turn it on. So either way we go, it's looking bright for us. Can you translate what Von Miller's trying to say there?
1: I'm super excited for them, not for myself, because I'm trying to win another championship. And if Aaron Rodgers is available, which he is, my two guys in the front office should go and get him because they they have the power to go do it. I don't really have the necessary power to do it, but I am speaking on behalf of the rest of the team. (laughs) And I would like to have a different quarterback underneath the center as we start the 2021 season. That's what
4: he's saying. Yeah,
1: I like these guys, but if we can get Aaron Rodgers... I'll still on. like them, but <laughs> i like them
2: better when they're in New yes. Jersey. Well, how about Peyton Manning, who was a final piece in Denver to winning a championship? He goes there. He had a record-setting season, and then he won a Super Bowl in the year after. It wasn't great, obviously, the year they won the Super Bowl. He didn't have to be. The defense was what got it done, but he still got them a Super Bowl. He said this on MLB Network. He said, quote, about Aaron Rodgers and the potential of him going to Denver. He said, my gut is he's not coming to Denver. My gut is Denver's going to have Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater be their quarterback. At this point, you got to kind of know what your plan is. You can't be having a new quarterback three weeks before the season. So you think it's too late at this point for a trade to happen?
1: Uh, uh, No, it's not too late, but I understand where Peyton is coming from. I mean, it's very difficult to have a new presence in a locker room at that position right before the season starts because there's so much that needs to be done from an install standpoint, getting him up to speed. I don't know the terminology in which the offense is in, in Denver, if, if it's similar to what he's already running in Green Bay. I'm sure there's some concepts that's very similar, but the terminology may be a little bit different. So it'll take him a little bit of time to get up to speed, to understand the terminology, to be able to spit it out in the huddle when he, when he gets it from the sidelines into his helmet, understanding the the precision of the routes that's being run. Remember, he's been with Devontae Adams for however many years. He's been with Lazar. I mean, so it's a little bit different. Uh, He can do it. There's no question about it. It just becomes a little more difficult. And the longer you wait, the more difficult it becomes. That's why I continue to argue about if they need to do it, they need to do it now. If you want to maximize that value. The camp opens in two weeks. If you want to maximize the value, let's get it done. Why play around? and say, well, we're going to trade him in the season, we're going to trade him after the season. Because if you're trading him after the season, guess what? We all know that you're trading him Mm -hmm. after the season. Mm -hmm. We may not be as desperate in 2022 for a quarterback as we are right now. So, 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 Because there's going to be teams. Let's take Denver Broncos, for instance. Denver Broncos may not be desperate for Aaron Rodgers after the season. They may be like, okay, we're starting all over. We're hitting the reset button. We got enough draft picks. We like our defense. We're firing the coach. We're now picking at the fourth spot. We like that young quarterback because we're going to build for the future. Von Miller's off our books. Da-da-da-da-da.
2: Right. So they might no longer be in the market they for They might
1: not longer be in the market. So
2: this would be the time. But the only problem is, is that it's such a small market because you mentioned Denver, maybe Miami. But aside Denver, from that, Denver, Miami. who else is out there that would look, – look, and just for, for, for reference, when Brett Favre was traded from the Green Bay Packers, he was traded to the New York Jets in – I think the first week of August, the training camp had already opened. Like they already were under. Yeah, but it
1: wasn't like Brett Favre was but, – but also Brett Favre came to a West Coast system. Remember, he didn't it – was, it, was, it was very similar yeah, to what he – very familiar what he was in in Green Bay. And then remember when he went to Minnesota, Brad Childress, who, who was a coach under Andy Reid, who Andy Reid was a West Coast system guy from Green Bay. All, so it all kind of was the same pot. He didn't have a huge learning curve.
2: They also, but I'm
1: trying to think another before he got
2: hurt. They had a fantastic start. I mean, the Jets looked like they were going to be a Super Bowl contender before his injury. Oh God, here we go! No, no, seriously, no, no. (laughs) That trade ended up turning into something that could have been great. Mike Tannenbaum will certainly tell you all about it. Um, but, you know, the injuries changed everything. And, of course, it didn't turn into what they hoped Bowl it would be. That but, but that's, you know, there's, there's not a big market for the Packers, so they're really not dealing with a, bigger, with a lot of teams. You go to the offseason, there'll be a lot more teams that might say, I wonder if the Raiders
1: right. would just do something like that. I'm just trying to think of Do the Raiders have enough? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You can get creative. Well, they certainly got a lot out of the Khalil Mack trade, didn't they? But but they waste I mean, they not wasted, but they used all that up. Yeah. By now, yeah, I'm just probably, trying yeah, to yeah. think if 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 John Gruden would move on from Car if he can get Aaron Rodgers, and is that enough to I don't know. Whatever to it put is, put them that over they, the top enough in the AFC. To get them. In a position and make you think that they could compete in AFC West along with Kansas City to start with, let alone the AFC. I think if you're the Raiders,
2: you it doesn't matter if this makes you a Super Bowl contender right now.
1: But they may think in it Vegas does, though.
2: For your brand, that's a trade you make, if you ask me. For that brand, for them.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm just, not doing this. For the, I'm just trying. Like, this to isn't my of, one and
2: done trade. I'm not doing this because I want to win right now. This could be. I mean, again, Peyton didn't win his first year. No, with Denver. Aaron Rodgers like, got five I'm, years left. Easy. That's what I'm saying. Um, See, there are some teams that might not be Super Bowl like final piece of a Super Bowl yet. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you don't make that
1: trade. I'm just trying and to then think get yourself to that point. What teams like with the keep going Washington football team say? We like you, Fitzy, but goodbye. And would Aaron Rodgers welcome that with would a solid he want defense? want to go there? Welcome that with a solid defense. Yeah. Um, what other teams? New York Giants. But the Giants are not going to do that. Why? Because they feel like they got Daniel Jones. But maybe they don't. Would they, why would they go out there and you're tell do me all the, this stuff? If the
2: New York Giants added Aaron Rodgers to the team they have right now,
1: they wouldn't be no, I, the that's best not, team in the NFC? You're sounding like East? a reporter. That's not what I said. What I said is they're not going to do that, though. They're not going to. Right, why wouldn't they do that? I don't know, but I don't think they would do it. I don't think that they would all give right. up all of that to get Aaron Rodgers. I, I just don't because they believe it in feels Daniel like West Jones. West Coast team would be the one to do it anyway. But they right? believe in Daniel Jones. We know
2: the 49ers would do it. They've already well, admitted to it's too to late call. now. They can't do that. they right. got trade yeah, 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 yeah. They're not trading Trey yes. Lance for him. But we know they would have. Yes, and that's a great example of a team that was ready made. They also know that i Washington going home for him. Washington
1: as well. would be an interesting. I play. just don't know if he'd want to play there. Would he want
2: to go to Washington? say like, I'm not sure he's an East Coast cold weather. He's already been through that. We well, kind of feel like he what are you talking? That's what about? I mean. He's already in been through that. Place yes, to play. the coldest. Yes, place you didn't want to play, but the place to go now if he's watching Tom Brady is weather go was warm. a part of it. Yes, what- that is correct. <laughs> yes. So if you're Aaron Rodgers, I imagine the warm weather places or dome is where you'd rather be. Vegas makes no so dome, much sense. But there's
1: no dome team other than Vegas. You're not going you're not he's not going to Minnesota. No. He's not going to Indy. No. I mean like there's no other dome team that makes sense. Mm. So he's probably got three choices. Not a lot of options right now, but that could
2: certainly could change. Man,
1: they need to just go on and let this dude go where he needs to go, get the picks and keep it moving.
2: Get 10 gigs of hotspot data for just 55 bucks a month, all in America's largest, most dependable network. Straight Talk Wireless, compatible device required. See straighttalk.com. So coming up, so when will we get some clarity on this whole Aaron Rodgers future? We'll find out after SportsCenter.
3: Oh, my goodness. Where is that going to go left center? Look at Excellent. this one. Is he going to hit the scoreboard?
1: He's one away
3: from tying. Did he it. just win it? He it. just won it. Pete Alonso, home run derby champ again.
2: John Schombie with the call ESPN Radio. As Pete Alonso repeats his home run derby champion, he defeats Trey Mancini of the Orioles in the finals. The Mets first baseman, he became the third hitter to win back-to-back home run derbies. He joins Ken Griffey Jr. and Ioannis Cespedes. Shea Ohtani was knocked out after going to a first-round swing-off in the second tiebreaker with Nationals Juan Soto. Final tally between Soto and Otani was 31 home runs to 28. What a show. Team USA, is there some concern for men's basketball? They are now 0-2 in Olympic exhibitions. This is after a loss yesterday to Australia. Back-to-back losses, which include a loss to Nigeria on Saturday. So prior to this weekend, Team USA was 54-2 all-time in exhibition since 1992. That's when pros started playing for the team. Team USA plays Argentina today. The Stanley Cup has been dented amid the lightning second boat parade in 10 months. Hockey Hall of Fame's keepers of the cup could be seen carrying the damaged cup with a blanket covering the bowl when and then loading it into a back of a car a source told ESPN's Greg Wachinski that the cup has been shipped back to Canada for repairs there's no word on how it was damaged the lightning they've had the cup now for two years the first team to repeat a Stanley Cup champs since the Pittsburgh Penguins did it in 26 and 2017 they should never be allowed to have that cup again Sports Center brought to you by California almonds country versus country you versus the home printer no matter the competition you need natural fuel almonds are exactly that fuel for the best you. Almonds are natural, energy-packed, stay on task, feel-good fuel to power you through. California almonds, own your every day, every day. Keyshawn J. Wills, presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn, Keyshawn here with you. Talking about, right now, the Aaron Rodgers situation and the closure that we're hoping to get over the weekend uh, in Tahoe at the American Century Championship, the golf um, tournament, he did kind of suggest going you know, to take a couple of weeks and then make a decision on what he's going to do going forward and and it's sort of we will see. That door but like it, I just feel <laughs> but yeah, and Dominique Foxworth was in with us yesterday and he and I both kind of feel the same way. There's a part of me that almost feels like no, you still shaking your head no. All right, let's get some more expert analysis on this. Lewis Riddick, our ESPN Monday Night Football analyst joining us right now on the Goodyear
1: hotline. What up, Lou? Long Louis, good time.
3: Yo, my- what's up how
2: you doing man what's up so all right so you so key just completely dismissed what I said and also I think what Nick was saying yesterday about it feels like Rodgers leaving that door open for a potential return the conquering hero the prodigal son comes home and okay I'm here to fix everything and you know don't ever do this again mm. Key is like no 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 he's done he is mm. not playing <laughs> well, which side of this are you on Luke
3: yeah look I, I think I'm, a, I'm the kind of person who's going to take a guy like Aaron Rodgers at his word, which is now that obviously this is secondhand because people have been reporting this. Right. All right. Because he, he's not been someone who's actually, you know, actually came out and said exactly how he really feels. But let's just say I'm going to take him at his secondhand word and say that he's not going to play because or that he is right now looking toward looking forward to maybe having you know, a, a change of address as far as where he's going to play this year. And we're going to see now that training camp is coming up, which is one of those touch points, one of those, one of those markers, mile markers, so to speak, as to watch to see how this is going to play out. And then when the regular season starts, does he show up at training camp? Does he show up when the regular season starts? Is he still on the roster once the trade deadline passes? I've said all along the Green Bay Packers don't have to do anything. All they needed to do was either, one, keep their mouth shut totally, or two, Just profess that they were trying to work through this, make sure that Aaron knew that they were trying to work through the communication issues that they had, and they weren't going to allow those things to happen again, and then just sit back and wait. Take care of business with Jordan Love. Take care of business with the rest of the roster. It seems as though Mark Murphy has kind of gotten that message, that he's decided to be quiet and not make any ridiculous comments to tick Aaron off. And that's exactly what they should do, because the ball is squarely in his court right now, and he is. He's continuing to be cryptic. He's continuing to say, well... I'm going to take a few weeks and then I'm going to start working out and getting ready. It's like, you're going to just start working out. It doesn't sound like a guy who's ready to go ahead and go to camp. It doesn't sound like a guy who right now is eager to get back and start throwing with his teammates and being in that environment yet. We'll see. You know, Lou,
1: I feel the way I feel for a number of reasons and, and you being a former front office guy and should be in the front office soon here again. Mm-hmm. If you and I had a confrontation and all of a sudden I decided I'm going to come in and play for you, but I don't like you, you're not you're, you're going to be around. You're not going to all of a sudden stop coming yeah. to work, coming to the building, walking around the building. You're not going to not be at practice. How awkward would that be with you on the sidelines and in my way around me, and I don't like your ass. That's why I have a problem, one of the things that I have a problem with. <laughs> And Rodgers is not going to want to look at that.
4: Dude. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it, it is awkward. I think even even in within that scenario and, or within this scenario, you know, generically, there's going to be levels to it. Right there. You may very well. I may very well know that you don't like me or that I don't like you. But I think. Your professionalism would allow you to go ahead and make the best of an awkward situation only because you know that this isn't something that's probably, you know, just a one-off situation. This isn't the first time it's happened in the NFL or professional sports, nor will it be the last time. There are many situations where there's high-profile players who don't like management. Management knows that they don't like them. Management may not be very fond of them either, but they know that they need them in order for them to ultimately do what they're paid to do, which is to win games. So you deal with it. But yeah, I think at the, at the first chance that it makes sense for you as management to go ahead and move that player, and then from a player perspective, for you to get your, you know, get out of town, you're going to try and do that. And I think both parties are going to work towards doing that. It's just that right now, look, as awkward as it may be and as uncomfortable as it may be, it just doesn't make sense. It just would not be a good look for Brian Gunekens to move him, simply because he, you know he, he can't get fair value for him he just can't I don't care what they give up they can't what, what a team gives up you can't get fair value for a future hall of famer and a reigning MVP who plays quarterback especially when you compare it to what you're going to then put on the football field in this place which is an unproven guy who has not played a single single down for you so you're gonna have to make the best of it but you're right There can be some awkward situations in the cafeteria, in the hallways, maybe in the weight room. Who knows? I mean, it's going to be a very strange situation and one that, you know what? They have nobody to blame but themselves, though, for creating because this could have been prevented, and I've also said that all along. This should have been prevented. It,
1: It should have. Trying to prevent something. Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears are trying to prevent from being on the streets after this season. Who should they start at quarterback? Should it be Andy Dalton or should it be the young kid Fields?
3: Yeah, I think they should take this just as they're taking it right now, although nobody's going to give Matt and the Chicago Bears front office the benefit of the doubt as far as being able to make the right decision. But I think they're on the right track as far as bringing Justin along at the pace that he shows that he needs to be brought along, meaning this. If he continues to progress from a classroom standpoint to the point where he gets out on the football field and he is giving himself every chance he possibly can from a – from a football intellect standpoint, being able to protect himself from a, making protection calls, getting themselves in the right plays, and scoring points, when he shows that he's able to do that at a high level to where he can just go ahead and let his athletic ability shine through, then put him in there. If that's week one, then it's week one. If that's week four, it's week four. If that's week eight, it's week eight. Let it happen organically. I know that's not what Chicago Bears fans want to hear. I know Chicago Bears fans, and quite honestly, probably much of the media doesn't believe – that Matt knows what he's talking about based on some of the ways he's handled the quarterback situation in the past, but that is how they should handle it, just like he's handling it right now. Let it play out and let Justin determine when he's going to be on the football field. I personally hope it's sooner rather than later. I hope it's in the first quarter of the season because, look, no disrespect to Andy Dalton, although people will say as soon as you say that, it's going to be disrespectful what you say next. Andy Dalton can't hold a candle to Justin Fields from a, from a talent standpoint. And we all know that. Chicago knows that. Everybody who watches football knows that. Let's just see that, you know, when he gets on the field.
2: It's the idea of getting him prepared to play and then when he's ready to. And Key's always said that, too. Like, and you know this as well. Players will let you know which, which guy is the one that, that mm-hmm. should start just by the way they react to him. Um, with, with that in mind, I'm looking at at the NFC East, and I wanted to get your thoughts on – the anticipation of the Cowboys to sort of return, I guess, to the expectations that are always a heaped on them with Dak Prescott uh, healthy and back under center. With that division looking the way it did certainly last year, should they be the runaway favorites in this division?
3: No. No, not at all. Not at all. And look, see, this is, this is the result of the, of the fantasy football world, fantasy football mindset that we live in. You know, we think Dak, Ezekiel... CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, oh my god, there they're gonna win everything. Oh, that's right, they have Zach Martin coming back, and he's gonna he's gonna be good again. So and then they forget, oh yeah, well, there's actually three phases to football. And we know that the defensive phase of their football team was awful. Now, we also know that Dan Quinn better get it right, and they had draft they drafted six players consecutively in the draft this past year. So we know that there, there isn't a whole lot more that they could do to get worse than they were last year defensively. But they're not runaway favorites in the least. Look, Washington is for real. Their roster, 1 through 52, is for real. Now, people say, well, what do you mean 52? Well, at 53, if if you want to talk about the quarterback situation, we know Ryan Fitzpatrick is not the long-term option. But I'll tell you this. In the nine games that Ryan Fitzpatrick played last year, and you look at his advanced metrics last year compared to the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFL, he's right there with all of them. If they can get that level of play, let's just say top 14, 12 to 14 quarterback play from Ryan Fitzpatrick, whether it be from total QBR, expected points added, you know, completion percentage above expectation, whatever advanced metric you want to use that people right now will say, look, these are the metrics you have to look at in order to truly define or rather truly determine how good a quarterback is. If he can do that, Washington's Mm. going to win that division. I'm because you. the defense is too strong. The offensive line is strong. They have wide receivers. They have running backs. They have speed at linebacker now, and they have people who can cover in the back end. They're for real. I think they win it. And they might not have a nickname, but right now they are
2: division champs, and they could do it certainly again. Lewis, always great to catch up with you. Thanks so much for the insight. You got it. Thanks. All right, sweet Lou. Lewis Riddick on the good year. Hotline. So coming up next, we didn't get the chance to talk to Lewis Rick about this, but the Russell Wilson narrative, was that completely overblown? We'll have Key tell you what he thinks after I tell you about O'Reilly. Have a car problem but don't know where to go? Maybe you're not close to home when your car breaks down. Let O'Reilly Auto Parts help with O'Reilly Auto Parts shop referral program. Take the guesswork out of finding a great shop wherever you are. Call an O'Reilly location near you or visit OReillyAuto.com and click Find a Repair Shop to find a reputable repair facility or service center
0: for your repairs. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Let's take Stump in New York real quick, Stump. This is one of the best shows in the history of um,
3: television. Thank you. So you
0: know you got Y'all hear that out there, bosses? This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin.
2: weeks away from training camps across the board, opening in the NFL. And so we just keep looking at different situations with different teams and where they are. And the division, again, as we talk about that, that NFC West, that's a tough division. Might be the toughest division. Would it be in the league? I mean, the AFC North has always the been. The North is going to be tough. tough. The East,
1: believe it or not, is going to be AFC East is going to be tough. Believe it or not, because Buffalo, Miami's is going to be a tough. And out. New England's going to be better. Miami's yeah. always and New England's going to be better. That's a tough one. And they're just going to beat up. People in LA Jets mad at team. me like them little Ram fans. They so mad at me. What are they mad I said, at you for? Because I said the Rams going to be in third place. Oh yeah. They got so mad at me. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay. They they don't have a new defense. Well, you do have a new defense if you only got Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald basically are the two dudes and you replacing a bunch of dudes that started last year that's no longer with you. That is a new defense. If you, with a new defensive coordinator, a new linebacker coach, that's a new defense. What
2: do you know about defense? You're a wide lo- receiver. You're a people, diva.
1: I love when people start talking, don't know what the hell they're talking about, just be running their mouth to get their little podcast up and stuff. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, You're I call right. it little podcast. I like when
2: fans get into into their feelings because you won't pick their team is going to be good. Like it's a personal. I didn't attack. say they was going to be
1: bad. I just I said know. they going to finish in third. But what,
2: all right, so who's finishing first then in that division? I in think your mind? Seattle is Seattle. I, that's me personally. You believe in Seattle? Well, I
1: believe in Seattle.
2: Well, Russell Wilson. Did you believe in the the the, the rumors or the the reports? Not a rumors. They were reports. Adam Schefter being the lead there uh, that. Russell Wilson, you know, wanted out, wasn't happy, wanted out. Bobby Wagner didn't. Uh, he told USA Today, um, I think after Russell made a couple of those comments, I think it was an opportunity for a lot of people to run with it. I definitely feel like it was a little overblown, but it's all water under the bridge now. All is forgiven. Russell Wilson, of course, not going anywhere. P. Carroll uh, made sure of that. So was it overblown or was there something legit? Because last I checked, his agent did provide a list of teams that he would be willing to be traded to if Seattle wanted to trade him. That a call was made from one NFL team in Chicago. Hello, this is Chicago yeah. Bears.
1: Uh, coach, what are you thinking? Click. I'm not thinking anything. Why are you calling my damn phone? Right. Goodbye.
2: So, But at least there was enough there where a team, A, called to see if he, they could make a trade, and B, an agent put out teams that he'd be willing to go to. How overblown was this,
1: Keith? I think what look here. Here's what I would say: Adam did the best in the business by far. You're going to listen to what he says. He's just not. He's not one of those guys looking for clicks on his social media. He's not just going to no. make stuff up. So clearly, there was some sort of conversation that took place with somebody associated with Russell Wilson about what if the possibilities. I'm not here. Yeah. What can what the, that type of conversation.
2: Am I going to... Well, I want to be more involved, but I'm not, so maybe I should just be somewhere else.
1: That conversation. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, oh, sure. Well, let's let's see what it is. Agent goes out, steps out, says it. Now, all of a sudden, it takes a life of its own. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson did not immediately squash it. He kind of let it just fester yes. in the air. Instead of saying, no, I don't want to be traded. It would have been very simple to just say, no, I didn't want to be traded. But when now you're looking at that reaction because you're still talking to your team, your coaches, about what it is that they need to get done so that you can have a better team. If he squashes it immediately, now they could just go on about their way and do normal business. But if there's something out there in the air and you don't know if it's true or not, you're going to try to pacify that individual as much as you can to calm the waters. And I think that's what Pete, in, in John Snyder, the general manager of the Seattle Seahawks, decided to do. They communicated with Russell Wilson. In fact, Russell Wilson signed off on a new offensive coordinator who came from the Rams. Hey, I like this guy. Mm-hmm. I like his thoughts, his principles. Okay, we're going to hire him. Oh, we need to address the offensive line. Okay, let's address the – so it was a conversation that took place. But because Russell Wilson, for whatever reason, never said, I don't want to be traded. He let it just – Right. He just let it live.
2: Yes, it lingered it long lingered. enough for people to think, all right, well, the, where there's different, smoke, there's got to be fire.
1: Different than when he put a timestamp on his negotiation. I want a contract right. at this hour, this time of day, period, or else I'm not talking about it to the end of the year. He put a timestamp on that, but didn't put a timestamp on the potential trade rumor. So it just – lived. it just basically – Went, went in just like a wildfire. It just went crazy. I always maintain he ain't going no damn where for a number of reasons. I, I'll go back to this. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson and Sierra, his wife, lovely family, just launched a new kids line with Nike exclusively at Nordstrom's in the Pacific Northwest. Think about it. Right. Hard to do that when you're in Chicago. It's hard to do that when you're in Chicago. Team colors. A lot of the apparel essentially are the team colors. Seahawks. Are the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, my kids were in the fashion show. Yeah, that would be awkward. It, have to it, change all that stuff up. No, like, that's right. On, they man. just did that. They just, they just did his fashion
2: show a couple of weeks he ago. He was
1: never going anywhere. Mm. And he's beloved in the Pacific Northwest. He has his roots are down there. Like he is the guy out of all the history of the Seattle quarterbacks. He's the main quarterback. Was never going anywhere. That's why when they called, Chicago was willing to give up the form. they like, nah, man, we cool. We don't want Mitch Trubisky. Bye. See right. you later.
2: Just testing it. Mark. Yeah. Sorry. Hey,
1: we'll give you we'll give you a former MVP. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but
1: he's locked in
2: in Seattle, and hopefully we never have to deal with this again. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming up, we get back into this conversation. Does Giannis deserve more respect?